Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I hate you! Get out! Oh, yeah? Then let me tell our son I'm moving out. Ryan! What the hell is this? It's a vase! <coughs> That's a bong! Where did you learn how to make this? <coughs> I learned it on the internet! Broken families begin in one place. The internet. Don't get into a traffic accident on the information superhighway. Keep your family together. Keep off the internet. This message brought to you by Citizens United Negating Technology for Life and People's Safety. Shut up and sit down. everybody i want to welcome you to a brand new episode of third shift by golly it's a good day it's always a good time when you got a brand new episode of third shift coming up into your ears buzz 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 and if you didn't know it's episode 389 and of course i am one of the hosts i'm mr eric i'm here i'm hanging out i'm still alive (laughs) against all the odds i am still alive and with me as usual is the inglorious bastard himself, the man who cannot get sick, the man who cannot die. Somehow he's here, even though he's been around me all the time. I don't understand how he doesn't get whatever this is, but he's here having a good time. And before we talk about this week's activities in the gaming world, we also have to say, hey, how was your week, man? What'd you do? Anything cool? Uh, it was actually a pretty good week. If you asked me this like two hours ago, I would have been like, I don't know, man, because I've been in a funk the last couple of days. But... Over the weekend, it was on Friday night, actually, so we couldn't play a game. Went out to the Wharton Center, Lansing Symphony Orchestra. They had a Beatles tribute show, and it was, they brought in like a Beatles tribute band. I should have written down their names so I could shout them out on the air here, but they were great. Like four dudes, you know, they they looked like the guys, they sounded like the guys. I'm not a big Beatles fan. They were way before my time. You know, I know some of their music just from cultural osmosis, but I'm not a... Connoisseur? What are are the big fans called? Like a, a... a, a big bad Beetleborg? A is Beetleborg? that that's there? No, that's a whole different. That's a whole different thing. If you, you I thought that a was big the fan chin. club. Big double you gotta chin. Be the if big you bad be that Beetleborg. <laughs> that's a good show. Big bad Beetleborgs. Yeah, that's good stuff. I remember watching that, and I was like, I like part of this show, but I don't like the rest of the show. But anyway, the show was great, fantastic. You know the the arrangements, and then like I said, the guys up up on stage playing the instruments, doing the songs, they sounded like what I know of the Beatles, and then having a cool orchestra backdrop. It was really awesome, really cool, and kind of one of those things of, like I said, they were before my time, but listening to it, I'm like, I can see why people really like this stuff. Different genres, the different ways of doing stuff. But man, they're pretty awesome, pretty cool. And what was very funny was at the end, you know, they they sound like the Beatles. They sound British. Hey, we're going to introduce the band now. Hey, we're four good old boys from America. That guy's from Texas, he's from Nevada, this guy's from New Jersey, and he's from wherever. They do a great job. Everybody in the crowd was, you know, all the old people were dancing and digging it and loving it. So it was a great time, great show. And let's see, did I do anything else over the weekend? No, I don't think so. Only thing I did was in the video game front, played some more Suicide Squad, killed the Justice League. And I'm not doing what you said, Eric. I'm still stretching it out. I did a little bit, and another big thing happened. And I went, oh boy, and it went... All right, now we're starting to get into the live service aspect a little bit. Here we go. If you want to finish it, you got to go start doing this stuff. And I went, okay. And it opened up like a million challenges all over the map. And I went, cool. 
but I've been playing for a few hours and I'm ready to go to sleep now. And then all the rest of the weekend, I got hooked into Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And I won't say any story spoilers here, and I won't go too deep into anything, but I told Eric this before, I've hit a spot where I have to do everything. Because the, the places you are with the characters you're playing as, and the things you're doing and the reason why you're doing it, I can't not do all of this. And I don't, you know, I don't platinum Yakuza games because there's way too much stuff to do. There's way too much stuff in this one to do, too. Like, I'm not going to get trophies for all the side activities and everything. But the stuff, I'll just say it because you know the characters there. The stuff with Kiryu, he's kind of, there's, a, I'll, I'll get into it on the Watcher Plan. But you're kind of going through and, and experiencing a lot of things, seeing a lot of sights from back in the day. And the way that it brings it back, I was sitting here at some spots with like tears in my eyes. I'm like, oh man, this, oh brother, seeing into the future, this is going to go one of two ways. And it better go one way and not the other way. But no matter which way it is, I'm going to be sitting here crying like a baby. So doing all the Kiryu stuff, I am 100% going to do it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. This is going to blow everything else out of the water because I've been with this character for, this is the eighth game, plus zero also. So a million games. And that's why that, that one time, you know, when you were like, oh, he better get a happy ending. And I was like, I was already at the one part where, you know, I was like, huh, happy ending. Well, it's possible, I guess. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I already known what, you know, was going on. So that's why I was messing around just going, I don't know. Yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> and like I said, the way it's brought up, like, you're kind of steered this way. But when you get there, there's like, hey, maybe if we get this to happen, maybe it can, mm. I don't know. It, I'll go into it on the Whatcha Plan because that's where we talk spoilers yeah. and stuff. But I have to do all the Kiryu stuff. I have to because he's been my friend for years. And it sounds dumb to say that, but you know what it is. When you ride with a series forever, you've spent literal hours with these characters. So that's all I'll say about it. And it's just been great. It's awesome and fun. Everything about that game, I'm in it. I'm digging in it. I'm throwing it over my head, and I'm just having a great time with it. And it's been a great week for that reason alone. Like I said, I've been in a funk in real life, but who cares? Video games are great. The show I went to is great. Eric, how was your great week? So last week, something was happening. Y'all didn't know what was happening until you listened to the show and you heard some noises. So briefly, I'll just tell you. Oh, yeah. So my, uh, while recording the show, my father-in-law was upstairs watching a show and hanging out and just chilling. A Kirby vacuum salesman came to the door and wanted to sell us a vacuum Kirby at 7-something at night. Well, he let him in and decided this was a great time to do a sales pitch on Kirby vacuums. So the dogs went nuts. They had to rile him up and get him going. Then all of a sudden vacuuming started happening for the next 40 minutes. It was it was definitely a process. And meanwhile, I'm getting texts and notes from my wife telling me to get this stranger out of the house. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> what a what a day. What a night. Very different, as is per usual around me. Always something strange that makes no sense happening. It's just the way it goes. That's life. Beyond that, I had a pinched nerve last week for just a couple days. It wasn't a big, big deal. Don't think I even brought it up, or maybe I did. But it went away. Well, I slept wrong, and it came back, and it came back with a vengeance. It went, oh, I'm going to wrap myself so far around whatever bones or whatever I'm doing in this shoulder, and you're going to hate life. Boy, 
I have had a rough couple days of pain, you know, the pain where you're sweating and you start to get like tired prematurely, you know, before bedtime, you're just sitting there like, oh, I'm just, I'm worn, I'm fatigued because of just this aching pain that's just been constant. It's been brutal on top of my usual sickness that I've had since November, which you guys all know about. Man, I'll tell you, I don't know. Well, we're going to make this. I don't know. We're, you know, the doctor went to the doctor again. They said, just suck it up, drink tea, have medicines. You'll get through it. Went, okay. Well, well, I guess so. Doctor said so. That's what the doctor said. So follow, follow the orders. So we're marching. We're going on. And like you, Matt, I had a wonderful weekend because I had a four day weekend. So I played games and games galore and had such a good time with it. I, I played so many hours of Infinite Wealth, doing all the side quests, doing all the stuff, having a good time with it. There were moments, as I told Matt and as I told everybody on the SMT, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I should I should stop doing this and move on. But I did not because that's not what you do. You got to do all the stuff. You got to do all the side stuff, especially because that game's designed when you get into the harder dungeons. If you did not do all that stuff, you're going to be in a black hole, and you're going to have to grind, 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 grind if you want to go do those dungeons. So it behooves you just to keep up with all the side quests, do all the battles you can while you're running from one quest to the other. So that way, when you hit the dungeons, you're at least at level or slightly under, sometimes over, depending on how crazy you went. But you're in the range, and it doesn't take you hours of just grinding before you can go handle it. I know this because, of course, the last game did all this. So I know this time to do the same thing. Plus, it's fun. So I enjoyed it. It was a good weekend of just doing gaming and gaming and gaming. I also did real life stuff. You know, I took the uh, older daughter out to Zap Zone. We got this, you know, big video game place. They got indoor uh, go-karts. They got a bowling alley inside there, trampoline places, all this stuff. So you went to the new XL one. Yeah, the new XL one. Oh, yeah. And it's awesome. It's it's totally cool. A lot of fun. Ridiculous. You know, the ticket prices at these places is, is is absolutely outrageous. Like, I, it was bad when we were kids. I remember. I'm not stupid. But it was attainable. You could find that one machine that kind of was weird and wonky and gave you a little more tokens than it was supposed to. You know what I mean? And you could actually get some. Nowadays, they want like 800,000 tickets for like a, a, an 18-pack of uh, Pokemon cards or something. And when you do the mathematics on that and you go play these games, you're talking you're going to spend probably three to $400 well, if you go to Meyer, that same pack is like twenty seven ninety nine. It's it's insane, and I know you're there for the fun. I get it. You're there to have fun playing the games, doing the stuff. But come on now, that to me that's still a little meh, a little crazy. But either way, we found this Marvel game that had the coins and stuff, where you push the coins over and then you get orbs would drop, and then you get the gauntlet, Thanos gauntlet and stuff. She went nuts. I went nuts. We were over there like addicts, like casino addicts. Just <laughs> one more coin. Put it in. Put it in. We're about to get Thanos card. It started. Thanos. And the lights would start going off just like in the casinos. And it'd spin the wheels and you'd win prizes and stuff. Oh, what a good time. So a lot of fun that was. Beyond that, that's about it. We're here. Another week. We actually did a show the other day. So it's kind of weird. You know, we're in one of those weird show after show after show moments. But alas. That's been a good day, a good week, and here we are. And speaking of good weeks, something dropped that made my week even better because I have been watching the Riot Forge games coming out, the side League of Legends games, and and loving like the different genres of games that have been popping out. We got RPGs, we got adventure games, we got a side scroller with the new new one that I don't think I talked about, and now 
as of the 21st of February, developed by Lazy Bear Games and published by Riot Forge for Nintendo Switch and PC, we have Bandletail, a League of Legends story. And if you look up anybody's review on this game, they use an adjective to describe this game that I've never used for any game ever. They say, hey, it's a cozy game. And I go, well, I don't understand what that means. Like, I get it, sort of, but I've never played a game and gone, man, I'm cozy. This is a cozy game. And then I watched some reviews of this, and I get it. This is a cozy game. Because in Bandletail, you make your own Yordle character, and they live in Bandletown, which is where the Yordles live in League of Legends. It's a whole thing. Look, anyway, you make your own fuzzy little creature, and you interact with all the other fuzzy little creatures in all the different districts of town, and this game is all about just, like, crafting and kind of life simmy type of stuff. Think Harvest Moon or what's the other big one? Stardew Valley. Mm. Like, that type of just feel of, hey, you're going to go around, you're going to meet some characters, you're going to craft some things, you're going to do some stuff. There's not really any combat. There's no bosses. There are challenges you can unlock. Like, oh, if you build up enough, then you can create this resource. And then if you use that resource to make this other thing, you can start building this thing. And over here, you can do this and this and this. And there is an overarching story of your friend getting sucked away into a portal and you trying to find him. But it's really all about just crafting and having fun in this world, throwing like little parties and like organizing the room and your friends coming over and appreciating it. And then you get resources from them and you can upgrade your skills and you can make more stuff. And it's just a, a chill. And I guess now I can say it, a chill, cozy game of just not a lot of stress, just move at your own pace, interact with these fun characters, calm, chill, pixel art, some really common music. If you're down for like a Harvest Moon type of game, this is going to be the kind of game for you. Like if you see the menus and stuff, it looks like Stardew Valley. Again, I appreciate that because these aren't kind of the games that I'm super into, especially this one because I've heard it's like 40 plus hours you can put into to get to the end. And, you know, if you're taking your time, this game might last you a long, long time. And I appreciate that Riot Forge is doing this cool thing where we approach these developers who have really cool ideas and they make this kind of game and they make this kind of game and they make this kind of game and there's a fighting game coming down the line. All this stuff in the League of Legends universe. And then I found out, as I was reading the reviews of this game, hey, this is Riot Forge's last game because they're shutting it down. Because mm-hmm. it's not super profitable and it's not this and that and this and that and the other thing. And Riot's CEO said... We'd still be open to this kind of stuff, but it's got to be just right for our business. And biggity, biggity, boogity, and all these business micro speaks. And I went, God, this is like the coolest thing. Like, I love League of Legends. Everybody knows that. But sometimes you're not a MOBA player. Sometimes you're not in the mood to even play a MOBA, even if you are that guy. So if you want to experience some League of Legends, hey, how about a single-player role-playing game? How about an isometric action-adventure game? How about a side-scroller? How about a cozy crafting game where you just have fun in this world? That sounds awesome. I thought this was like the coolest project that they ever did. And now it's gone. And that sucks. And it makes me sad. But if you still are in the mood for a cozy, crafting, life simmy type of game, check out Bandletail League of Legends Story because it's still out there and it's still great. It's been getting good reviews. People who love this genre are loving it. So go check it out. Go check out all the other games I've talked about and give Riot Forge some props for what they did Because a lot of people got laid off in this whole Riot restructuring thing, and that sucks. Mm -hmm. But some awesome stuff was made. Go support their hard work. Even if they're not there anymore, if you ever see a Riot Forge person, say, you did awesome stuff, just like Bandletail. Check it out. Now, another title, Matt, that we talked about a long time ago, and uh, specifically me, because I love the Fey world, fairies, etc., 
but the game took a hard turn. That game is Nightingale, all right? Came out February 20th for PC, so you console players, you're out of luck. You got to go over to the PC to play this. Now, the reason I'm going to talk about this one is because, like I said, I was super into this, but back when it was uh, showcased at whatever the hell event, me and you watched that, it's been so long now, I don't remember, but I went, oh my God, this is great. Puck? Oh yeah, hell yeah, I love Puck. You know, I, I have a tattoo of Puck literally on me. It's fantastic. Well, then it went, hey, it's a survival game, and I went, oh, no, no, we don't play those games, okay. So it kind of just fell off, disappeared. Here's the thing. It came out. I saw streamers playing it, Matt. So I said, oh, let me take a peek. So I started watching. Ah, the redemption story. I get to watch people play while I'm doing my own thing. And I get to see the cool fake creatures and the cool worlds and everything else. So I get to experience it without having to play it or mess with it because I don't want to play those types of games. It's just not what I do. Now, if you don't know, Nightingale, it is a first-person survival game takes place like in a weird alternate earth in like the 1800s and that time frame and the city the big area nightingale gets this huge fog cloud rolling over it's about to destroy or kill everybody you the character jump through a portal which you use fey magic to do and it's already been established to escape boom off you go so you go into one of the fey realms but unfortunately because of this weird fog it screws up the entire uh, portal network connections and all that it gets all scrambled up you can't get back to nightingale now you're just warping from fey you know fey realm to fey realm to fey realm so your whole objective is to now put together this contraption that will allow you to get back to nightingale to figure out what's going on see what's you know what's happening all that good stuff so that's the whole mission that's the whole storyline to do that you have to survive god knows how much time in the fey realm so when you get there puck appears and he goes hey i'll guide you through so you go into a whole bunch of introductions, you learn all your basic stuff you need to know, you you know make your character, which from what was told and heard in reviews, very, very distinguished. You can, you know, all sorts of little things to make your character all crazy. Even though you'll never see your character, you can go ahead and spend hours doing that if you wish to do so. After that, Puck goes, hey, you also need to set up a, a base, a home realm. So then he introduces you to the forest realm, the desert realm, and the, like the, it's like a swamp realm. And then kind of let you wander around and see what's going on in those realms. And then you pick one of those three areas to be your home base. And that's where you're going to build your own house, your own, you know, fort. And the customization level on that is absolutely insane. I mean, it's nuts. You can turn anything you want. You can make it a basic fort. You can turn it into a mansion, whatever you want. And then as you explore, you'll have uh, new, you know, patterns unraveled and everything else. So you can build and make new things. Once again, not something I play, but the allure of it, I can definitely see. And then the coolest part that I did appreciate a lot was in this building game, you can put together your house without putting it together. So you get all the parts and pieces you want to use to make whatever it is. You can just do it all. And then once it's all done and it makes sense and it works and it looks great instead of just looks like ass or looks stupid like most of you know, well, I shouldn't say most of us, like me. You know, personally, like what I'd put together, I'd have this grand idea and it just turn out to look like just dumb as hell. You cannot do that. You can make sure it looks great using all the materials you want. And then on top of it, it gives you a list. Hey, this is what you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll need 542 lumber. You'll need 72 copper. You'll need, it just lists everything you need. And then you can venture out from that area into the realms, you know, 
and and check it out and then you know go explore find the materials you need fight the fae and the you know the wild fae the crazy little animals and creatures and then on top of it all they've got a card system in place so you'll put these different cards together to design the realm you want to go to so if like you're specifically looking for certain things or certain levels certain this you'll put these cards together and then the portal opens and you'll go to this procedurally generated area that's designed after the the three cards you put together and then that's what's going to be in that realm. So you can kind of like specifically go after certain things or just if you're leveling, go after certain level enemies, all that good stuff. So I thought that was really cool. It just allows you to customize what you're doing at any given time. It was really neat. It's also on the Unreal Engine 5, so it like looks gorgeous. The uh, The creatures and stuff look fantastical and wild and nuts. Overall, looks like a lot of fun. Not my type of game, but watching it on Steam... I'm getting what I want from it. I'm seeing all these cool creatures. I'm watching people laugh and have a good time as they're getting overwhelmed with stuff that they, you know, didn't expect. Going back to their base and just building really cool, crazy things that I wouldn't even think about doing. Good times. It's a good game. Looks like a good game. If you're interested in that type of survival game, definitely go check it out. It was uh, made by Inflexion Games. I'm not really familiar with what they've done in the past, but... This game does look pretty solid, so make sure to at least give a peek at it. And speaking of looking pretty solid, or not, or maybe yes, or maybe no, who knows, we're going to have to get into it. Finally, the trailer released this week. We got teaser clips first, and then we got character posters released. And then yesterday, I think it was yesterday as we are recording this, or the day before, who knows, the Borderlands movie trailer finally dropped. And I watched it twice. And then I watched it a couple more times today as we're recording this to freshen up on it. Eric, what you think? It's mixed. It's mixed for me. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I'm I've gotten real good over the years at disassociating from the the source product. So immediately after watching the trailer, I went. Oh, that's what I'm going to have to do. I've got to disassociate this from the Borderlands I know and I love. I have to let this be what it is and enjoy it for what it is. Because I'll tell you this, I watched in the trailer a few times, Kate Blanchett, awesome, awesome actor. Don't get me wrong, but that is that is not not the Lilith I know. That's not her. And I'm like, okay. All right, let it go. Roland. That's not Roland. Mm. But I love I love, you know, Hart. He's a good guy. He he plays himself really well. You know, he's kind of the, the actor who does like himself and as himself basically in most movies, and I love that. It's fun. He he does a good job. He makes me laugh. And I'm like, okay, no biggie. And it kind of just went down the line. Yeah, yeah. And I was able to accept it for everybody. Jack Black was kind of weird. I was like, man, that is not claptrap, but that's okay. F it. No, it doesn't matter. The only one character wise that was a sticking point. Was my girl, you know, Tiny Tina. Yeah, yeah. I went, you are, you're just not Tiny Tina. This is, you're not Tiny Tina. You're just a teenage girl who's like a little, you know, a little excessive. Tiny Tina is insane. She's literally insane. You're not, you're not insane. You're not showing me you're insane right now. And I was kind of mixed on it too, maybe kind of for different reasons, but just like you, I usually do a really good job of separating. This was the game. This is the movie. Like I did it with the Cowboy Bebop anime live action. Mm -hmm. I did it with Max Payne, the movies to the games. And I feel like I'm going to have to do it here. But I feel like I mixed even in just what it is because 
I mean, you mentioned Tiny Tina, and that I feel like they had a hint of it because they've got Roland like looking over his shoulder to her in the back seat, saying, "What did I say?" Mm-hmm. And she says, "Minimal explosions." And he goes, "No, no explosions." I said, and I no went, explosions. "This is right. This is good." But then he goes, "Hey, we're driving through Pisswash Gully," and she gets piss sprayed on her. Goes, "Oh no! Oh, it's in my mouth and stuff." Like Tiny Tina would love it. She'd be like, ah, <laughs> you know, something crazy. Obviously, she wouldn't mm-hmm. like piss in her mouth, but you know what I'm saying. And I was just like, it's it's there, but it's not there. And for me, I think Kate Blanchett. Speaking of her as Lilith, like I like her. She's a good actress and everything. But I feel like the whole tone of this, like the trailer, it was like it was sort of wacky, but not really. It was sort of grounded, but with like little bits of wacky. And I'm like, but her her Lilith hair from like Borderlands 2 on hair, like that says wacky to me, like wacky, wacky, crazy. But then the rest of the trailer, and especially her, was pretty serious. I'm like, give her Borderlands 1 hair where she seems serious, and then I feel like that would work in this world. But for some reason that the big hook of hair hanging off her head in this, the wacky color, which is right, that's what Lilith looks like, it was like that's... Even that clashes for some reason in my brain. Because if it was all wacky colors and neon explosions and stuff, that's right. But it's more subdued feeling. There's some wacky stuff in it. But it's not like colorful bursting everywhere, which is what this says to me. I don't know. Maybe that, that's just a me thing. I don't know. See, for me, that does, it did make me feel weird about it. But it, the main part with her was... And it's, I don't know, it's not nice to say, I guess, but she's just too old. She's she's starting to show her age, which is fine. That's what we do. We all get older. But she's not Lilith. Lilith isn't a 50-year-old woman. And, I'm like, and, and you can see it. Like, in the trailer, you can see it. It's like, no, she's got wrinkles and stuff. She's got wrinkles. Like, Lilith doesn't have wrinkles. She's not 50 years old. So, like, I was just looking at her wacky red hair, you know, like, that out of this world, you know, hair and and I'm like, yeah, that's that's you know, that's definitely later. That's later Lilith for sure. But later Lilith is also like 27 years old, not not 50. And you're 50. I can tell you're 50. You look like you're 50, and that's fine. But not for Lilith. It's weird. Like her and Kevin Hart, like he might be older, but he doesn't look old. He passes off as much younger. He yeah. still looks very young. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's the young crew, but she's not. The young crew and... She looks like Bomb. I'm sure it'll work like she's trying to corral this band of idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, I get what the story's going to be. But it just... If she's an older Lilith, she'd look older. She wouldn't have goofy hair. Like that goofy wild hair. Yeah. It it just kind of stands out a bit. It isn't going to... Like I said, I, I'm still going to watch this movie for sure, hands down. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy it. Like, I, I did, even though it wasn't Tiny Tina in the fullest, I did love to... Oh, it's in my mouth and... You know, them going through, piss, what you, this is pee, it's pee in my mouth, you know, that yeah. good stuff. And then, What'd you expect? It's called piss wash gully. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. And then, of course, seeing uh, the, um, oh, man, I'm flipping on the name, the damn, I, I should know this, oh, God, the flying <laughs> stupid things, the rat, it wasn't a rat, because it was like much It wasn't a rat, it was a big one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a giant one, but it come down, just crack, grabbing stuff, like that. And then all the different psychos. And then, of course, getting to see the, uh, I think it was the Crimson Guard. Was that the Crimson Guard we were looking at there? The uh, Crimson Lance, maybe? Or Crimson Lance, that's what it is. Sorry. The Crimson Lance, I think, seeing that and remembering, like, you know, original Borderlands and how the story was going with that, 
And that got me excited, you know. So stuff like that was really hitting. The course with Claptrap, getting rid of his extra lead and everything, and just kind of like, oh, watch me, watch me. You know, that was fun. That was enjoyable. Him getting kicked in by Roland into the well. Awesome. Just like real subtle, real cool, real Borderlands leg. Yeah, I feel like Claptrap to me was probably the best part. Obviously, not hearing our buddy Jim Ferranda being Claptrap or the or even the original Claptrap voice, it's weird hearing a different Claptrap come out of that. But I feel like they did that character right. They're treating him like an idiot. The psychos are just shooting him up with with reckless abandon. And then I'm not a poop joke guy, but ending it on that, I was like, uh, that's kind of my uh for ending off the trailer. But he's being annoying. He's being weird. That's what Claptrap does. So they are doing it right. Mm -hmm. It is right. Yeah, the only person we didn't see much of was Krieg. He wasn't really showcased too much in this. And also uh, Tannis. She was there, but not a ton. You know, she had the line where she stole Roland's gun and everything. And, you know, he's like, you got to ask for that. You know, you don't just grab it. And she did the, you know, know, Tannis-like. So that looked right, seemed right. But I want to see more of how she's going to portray Tannis. And it makes me wonder, is she just going to be like the sort of kooky, but generally wise figure that's leading him? Or is she just going to be... Off the rails. Complete wacko Tannis. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is a good actor. I believe she could do either way. But it just makes me want to... It'd be like you and Lilith. If she's not complete wacko, that's not really Tannis. She's just scientist lady you know I, yeah. I don't know we'll see and there's moments where she is a scientist in the games yeah 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 but then she spouts off something just that makes no sense and is just very bizarre and then you're like immediately oh i don't trust you and then if you know of course the story you also know you don't trust tannis anyway tannis is yeah, yeah. not to be trusted so there's a lot going on there and i want to know what they're going to do with that and then of course the interactions with the crimson lance i want to see some of the big bad major bosses I think we saw one uh, of them, but I don't know who he is. You know, it's been too long since I played original Borderlands, so I don't know who he was supposed to be portraying. Maybe the general what's-his-face, but that doesn't make sense because he he looked completely different from what that guy looked like. And maybe just an original character anyway. Just, hey, here's the guy who's head of whatever corporation because they could just yeah. put anybody at the head of anything. True. So a lot going on. Uh, Psychos were looking good. I like the variations they had on them. They weren't all just in... You know, this standard Borderlands mask, you know, there, there had a lot of differentiation going on. So I'm excited. I feel I feel generally optimistic. I just feel like uh, for character-wise, I definitely got to make sure I just let it go and just let this be something different. But I think the theme of it so far for me feels right, feels good. It's just the characters, I've got to let them be their own thing. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm generally positive on it. I just have... Those weird, like, I need to see more. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say for, like, every trailer that we ever discuss on the show. But I got to see more of the characters in different situations. And, like, if they gave us, like, a, you know, like a two-minute, like, sneak peek, here's one of the scenes, like, where this person finds whatever, which you sometimes see on movie sites or whatever. Here's a, an extended, like, a minute and 30 seconds, the intro to this scene, to just got to get the feel of it. Like, is it going to be, like, silly, like, all the way? Is it going to be serious with little bits of, like, Marvel-type silly bits in it? How is it going to be? How is it going to play? But I like the look of it. I like the look of the characters. So far, I'm, I'm positive on it. Just like you said, i got to separate game and movie. Yeah. And then, of course, Mordecai wasn't there, so that was kind of strange. No brick either. No brick either. 
which is just weird because, you know, different characters, different times. Tiny mm-hmm. Tina also didn't show up till much later, but they've got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows how that all go. I'm willing to wait and see how... Marcus was there, though, so we'll get to see Marcus. And we got a shot of Moxie. Yep, like Moxie. Yep, Moxie shot. was shown, so we get to see Moxie. I definitely want to see more of her because the clip was so quick. And it's like, no, you better make sure you do Moxie right. You know what? You better do Moxie justice. I'm telling you what. And I tried to pause it, but I was like, you look a lot like Kate Blanchett. Like, are you, are you, what? Doubling up or something. Are they, they double up and she gets to be this wacky character and then the serious character too? I don't know. But, or maybe it was just that similar style of actress, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. All I know is she better be played right just because Moxie's Moxie and there's a whole, it's a whole thing. So do Moxie right, do Moxie justice, don't do nothing strange because that'll be something that bugs me if you do something strange with Moxie. So that was one trailer. Then another trailer that dropped only a couple days ago, and we discussed this a little bit more on the Shift to Monthly topic, so we won't go too deep into it here. The Elden Ring DLC, Shadow of the Erd Tree. It's been revealed. I watched the trailer again, but I didn't get to the end to see when the release date was. Jeez. I keep. I think it's June 21st. It's, it's, it's like in that week. June 21st is like June 29th. It's in that realm somewhere. I'm literally fast-forwarding through right. the trailer right now. I'm telling you what. 21st of June. We got it. it. Hey, there we go. All right. So the 21st of June is when we get to experience this. And we, on the SMT, thank God we can be wrong there. Because it's just our our fans of fans, you know, the peeps. And we can tell Mm -hmm. them, hey, look, we messed up a little bit. Because one thing I learned, I didn't know this, and I said yesterday, was, hey, not only is we're going to have new areas and new stuff to explore, but we'll be able to... You know, probably see new stuff in the open world that we missed when we were going through it the first time, right? Apparently, no, 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 no. You're jumping back in time in this DLC, so you're going to a whole different era of uh, Limgrave. Not Limgrave, but, you know, the world of whatever the hell it's called. So you were wrong, but I was right. Because I said, I don't know where or when we're going to be or how this DLC takes place. And that's when you jumped into, there's going to be more stuff in the main game. Because I remember when this first was getting talked about, is it before everything happened? Is it after everything happened? And people were saying before, so I was right. I was right. Hooray. Now, I wasn't fully wrong because you'll be able to jump through the portal, which is Mog's little nest egg or whatever that weird thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to go back to the regular world and still explore. The only thing I was wrong on was probably won't be anything new there. It'll just be what whatever was there. So when I was saying you'll still get to explore it and maybe find something stuff you didn't you know get to the last time, it's true. It's just I thought it was going to be incorporated into the the world as a whole. Where no, you're going to take a portal back in time. And obviously they're going to set up some new zone in the existing world to be like, oh hey, here's where you come out of when you yeah. come out of the thing. If that's how they do it, the whole Mogs thing or whatever the hell I forget about what he was. That was the Lord of Blood. I fought him a couple times, never beat him, so I just I left for a while and never went back. But one thing we didn't talk about in the SMT when we were talking about it, and I looked at it again, like, what's with the new fighting styles? What's with the new combat styles? You got, like, the dagger-throwing dude. You got, like, ninja kicks, like Mr. Flip kicks. You have, like, a lady with, like, flower powers. You got the guy who's, like, hammering out crossbow shots. And I was like, is that just an ability? And I was like, there's no way that's an ability, because I would have seen that. I would have used that. I would abuse that like nobody's business. If there was a ninja kicks man, I would have been that guy. So I got excited seeing that. Yes, that was really cool. And the other thing we didn't mention, 
which has actually got me a little sad and worried. And I don't know if you heard this part either, but apparently the DLC's difficulty is going to be like the Halic Tree difficulty. So late game, post game difficulty. So you, they said you're going to have to be on the money, all high end if you're going to go ahead and do DLC. And uh, that's not where I shined at. So that's us, Eric. That's us. That's you and me. We're doing it. I was like, God, that that that's that was a huge detractor. I miss it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was hard stuff. I don't really like that. That was too hard. I don't know if I can do this. Maybe I don't play this game. Maybe I'll just get it later. So maybe check it out. <laughs> Let Jared get this one and dabble in it. So that was kind of a bummer. I know for you know hardcore fans, obviously, it probably sounds fantastic because you want to get back in there and chip your teeth on some really hard, you know, fulfilling content. For me, though, it was a bummer because I just want fun content. I don't mind it being challenging. I'm not, you know, like a sissy. But, you know, when one mistake leads to death instantly every time, now for me it gets old and then I don't want to play no more. That's why I play a big guy with a big shield. Then you got you got at least three mistakes. Yeah, at least three mistakes. Until it's over. That's true. <laughs> I don't. I get one mistake. But I'm still super psyched for it. If you have ever liked Elden Ring or been interested in Elden Ring, watch the trailer at least because it, it is – like, even more cool stuff. Like, the weird lion thing that is a guy underneath, but I don't know if it is because it's doing weird twisty stuff. That's awesome. I think it's Mikola is the big bad. He looks freaking awesome. Like, his abilities spewing out all the fire everywhere. It just looks awesome. All kinds of new creatures, all kinds of new baddies. Go check it out. If you like From Software games, you already are sold on it, but check it out because it's, it's more of all that cool stuff that you love from those games. Indeed it is. I'm really excited, no matter what I just said. Don't worry. I'll be playing it. I'm for sure going to be there. And, of course, another place we were, Matt, was at that Nintendo Direct. We were watching it. We are like, oh, what's going on? Ooh, wow, wow, wow. And there's quite a few really cool games talked about, announced. And I'll dig right into the first one. I know what you're going to say. You're going to start off with SMT5 Vengeance. No. Because you can't wait to get back into Shin Megami nope. Tensei Five because you maxed out, out, you cleared it, you new game plused at five, and you're like, I I'm ready to I get failed. back in. You know what? Come on. Apparently, what? 18 hours was just too much for me. I, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote, go, Eric, go, with an exclamation mark. You could do it, dude. Oh, I can't do it. It's too much. The SMT, it's cool. I, I see where all the roots are for Persona, but... It's way too grindy. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I expected. I thought maybe they were going to take some inspiration from the Persona and get a little more story in there, but they they do not. The only SMT we like in this house is our SMT. That's the SMT right. that we do for the patrons. That's right. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. For God's sakes. But there was that. But that's not what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about Unicorn Overlord. Got another little you know spiff in the little trailer today. But on top of it. It has a demo out available right now. And I went, well, that's cool, but I'm not going to play it on the Switch. I'm going to go play it on the PlayStation 5. Does PlayStation 5 have a demo? Not to my knowledge. Hmm. I don't think so. Because I looked it up and it showed up. Now, I could be wrong. I just typed it into the old PlayStation thing and nothing came up. But there is a demo for Switch, for sure. Because, of course, that was announced and talked about. And I immediately wanted to play it on the PlayStation, not on the Switch. So hopefully I'm wrong and it's there. But it wasn't there at the time when I typed it in that night and checked it out. This game, very excited about. Matt's very excited about it. It looks gorgeous. It's got that vanilla touch, that just that kiss. Every character, you know, just has that visual 
statement that you know, only they give you. And I just can't wait to see all these really cool, intricately thought out characters, environments, areas. The story that they're going to tell is probably going to be crazy and over the top, just like most of the stories are. Very much looking forward to this. Very nervous about how difficult it will be because I, I do play strategy games, but that's not my big, big, you know what I mean? That's not my big jam. So a little bit worried if it ends up getting to be too much. Hopefully there's an easy mode and I can just dump down and get through it that way. But uh, definitely a cool trailer. Awesome that the demo got put out. Nintendo Switch definitely does a great job with the, the demos. I wish everybody would take a cue from them and just do it that way. Especially since they also say, hey, play this game and it, it saves over into when you buy the real game. That's even better. Why would you not do that? It's insane to me. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'm very excited for this. It looks super cool. What I loved in the trailer that they showed was, A, if you meet certain conditions, you can add certain people to your party. And that that with the real-time like moving the units aspect of it made me think Ogre Battle. And that was why Ogre Battle was too much for me because I would analyze every map and look up everything. And how do I do this? Oh, you got to be Dark Reputation to get this character. Well, you got to be Light Reputation to get that character. Oh, man, which character do I want to get? And then it's showing a Surrender General. Do you execute? Do you let her into the army? I love choices like that. That's Romance of the Three Kingdoms for me. Like That's what I always did in those games. So very excited for this. Very much not looking forward to it coming out quite soon, which sucks, but it looks awesome. It looks great. Another game that looks awesome and great. Oh, man, there's so many. I'm going to give you a little multi-pack of smaller games because I know Eric's probably not going to say too much about either of these. One is Penny's Big Breakaway, which is the third-person platformer. I don't play a lot of those, but when I do... I get a hankering for him, and this gives me that like super Lucky's Tale vibe. It's bright, it's colorful, it's kind of cartoony. It doesn't look like it's super intense and super hard, but maybe there'll be platforming challenges with the girl with her big yo-yo doing the swings and the jumps and the bips and the bops. But it gave me those vibes, those comfy, cozy, kind of third-person platformer vibes. And then another one that showed off, I think right before it, is a game called Another Crab's Treasure. Now there is a YouTube channel called Iron Pineapple. There's a guy who does Souls-like content, Souls games. And he does, oh, I've played another X number of Souls games on Steam. And the demo for Another Crab's Treasure was in one of those videos. And this is a game where you're a crab, and you've lost your shell. you got to go around and find your shell. And it's a Souls-like, but what's cool about it is each piece of garbage that you make into a shell gives you new combat abilities. So if you use like the pop bottle or whatever, it'll you'll be able to shoot bubbles or do whatever. But if you get the tuna can, then you get a little like razor edge, swingy type stuff. So I watched his video on it and went, someday I'm going to be able to play that game. Boom. It was revealed here, fully shown off and shown up. And it looks good. His initial impressions of it were pretty cool. This looks cool too. Souls-like, but with a unique spin. Whatever you find around the world influences what your character is and how you can do it. I'm excited for both of those games. Well, another game that got me going was Contra Operation Galaga. I used to play the original Contra on the NES all the time. It was kind of one of those games you just went to and would just go and beat it because you just had a couple hours of free time when you were a kid. You'd play with your brother, you'd play with your friends. It just was a way to hang out. That's what we did back then. We just sat there with the two controllers and did the thing. And that was one of the games that we did the thing with. So this reimagining of the original Contra coming over here on the Switch, colorful, looks crazy, looks like you get all the bombastic guns you got back in the day, the aliens doing their thing, and you get to add you know, the different characters, etc. to this one. Just looks 
pretty fun. I mean, not much else really to say because it could turn out to be horrible. Because let's face it, folks, Contra these days has been swinging and missing. So hopefully this is definitely a good swing and we get a nice hit off of this one. I'll be definitely watching it and paying attention because I'd love to get back in there and just have a an old school fun party day time with a buddy or something and we just smash through some Contra and have a couple beers. That would be perfect. And speaking of games you used to play, I'm giving you another two-pack. These are definitely Matt games, not Eric games. First one is the last game they showed. It's a revival of a franchise I thought was dead and gone with the Wii, Endless Ocean Luminous. I have been fiending for an Endless Ocean game since the Wii days, when the first two came out. These were just chill games. You were a scuba diver, and you went and scuba dived in different areas. And you didn't have, like, some business to run on the back. You'd get points for, like, interacting with animals or taking pictures of, like, flora and fauna and stuff. It was a comfy, cozy game. There wasn't, like, some big overarching thing you had to do that I remember. And I love just diving and just listening to that chill music. And just, oh, look, here's a dolphin. Go over and with the wee days, you could, like, pet the dolphin and it would get a little hard above its head. And it was just a chill, relaxed time. So I'm excited to see that again. I'm going to pet a dolphin with my little Joy-Con. I'm going to wiggle it. You can play with like a million people. I definitely won't do that. It's just going to be me in my lonely ocean having a great time. And then the game that Eric gave me crap for playing back in the day on the 3DS, Pocket Card Jockey is coming back with Pocket Card Jockey right on. I don't care what you think about this. This was a fun game. And this was one of those games where you made your own little story because you get a horse and this is like the... The solitaire game with just horse racing. And it doesn't make sense, but when you play it, it's a lot of fun. And it's one of those games where, you know, you pick your horse, you name your horse, you have your own little story about how well or poorly you did. Then the horse goes to, like, the mature horse pasture where you can go and see them and see their records and all this stuff. My horse, Ruby Sausage, I still remember riding that horse, getting that horse to victory, then getting the next horse up. I don't remember what to name the next horse, but I'll never forget Ruby Sausage. Ruby Sausage is going to ride again. I'm telling you, and Pocket Car Jockey ride on. It's going to be a great time. Good golly. Well, you enjoy that one, all right? And the last one for me, anyway, that I was you know stoked about was Ender Magnolia Bloom in the Mist, mm-hmm. coming out summer of 2024. It looks like a Metroidvania-type game, and... You're out here hunting down slash helping or changing these homunculi, which are like these uh, empty beings or whatever, soulless humans, whatever you want to call them, soulless entities, and they destroyed the world. How? I don't know. I'm sure the game will tell you, but whatever. They they did something bad to the world, and the one you're hunting down is the one that's like literally to blame, like the mastermind apparently behind all this. And then you're getting them on your team by defeating them and using their skills and attributes to continue on this Metroidvania-like adventure. It looks cool. It's really dark, really, like, you know, like, grungy. The uh, underworld is basically where you're all hiding out. The overworld has been destroyed by said, you know, homunculi and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know too much about this one, but watching the trailer, I was like, well, this looks like it could be a lot of fun. I'm I'm willing to watch and listen some more. There's been a lot of Metroidvanias lately, and most of them have been actually hitting really well. So I'm sure this one's probably going to do the same. And it's right up my alley just because I like the idea of all the different monsters you're killing. Once again, it goes back to what I talked about in SMT, the Blue Mage idea. Defeat the monsters, get their abilities, utilize set abilities to have all sorts of crazy mechanics and attacks and defensive mechanics at your disposal. It looked like it has a lot of potential. So uh, definitely what I'm going to watch. 
This one I put a star next to because I'm definitely going to play it. I'm definitely going to get it because this looks and feels like two of our favorite things. Just like the graphic style in general. It's not the same, but it put me in mind of a Vanillaware game. And then you're talking about the story, a destroyed world with false humans, and you're trying to hunt down the one that did it, but what actually really happened put me in a near automata kind of a mind. And I was like, you get like a visual style that makes me think of Vanillaware with all the themes and everything of near automata, and you put it into a Metroidvania, my brain exploded. It wasn't the first thing they did, but it was right at the front. It got me very excited. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to give you another two-pack, and then I'll be done. I think right after Ender Magnolia, or soon thereafter, was a ranger, a role-puzzling adventure. And this was a top-down 2D RPG, but the entire mechanic of the game was you're sliding the floor tiles around your character. Like, your character would move onto a tile, and then you'd be, like, on a vertical path. So to move down the vertical path, you slide the entire path, and it wraps around at the end. And they were showing, like, you do it horizontal, you do it vertical. They were showing crazy maps where, like, there was nothing but danger around you. But since you move by sliding, like, the danger moves with you, but it also moves out of your way. I can't wait to see how this works. They were showing combat in there. How the hell is that going to work? Obviously, the movement, like, square by square, put me in mind of Crypt of the Necrodancer, which I absolutely loved. But this sliding, like, puzzle your way through the world and arrange this field of foes, it looks so cool. I got so hyped for this. And then another game that I'm hyped for, that I've been hyped for since it was shown off, is Pepper Grinder. That 2D drilling through the world, drilling through the enemies, doing super loop-de-loops, platforming Metroidvania-looking type of thing. Oh, they showed more of it, and I went, yeah, when's it coming out, though? And they said, March 28th, and there's a demo out now. And I went, there's too many games out now. There's going to be too many games out in March, but I have to get this game. It looks so good. It looks so up my alley. They almost closed out with this. They closed out with even more games that I was excited for. Mm -hmm. So this was a great direct. I mean, I wrote down a bunch more stuff that I don't even have time to talk about here that's also exciting. Very cool. And, and don't get me wrong, a lot of these games are cool. Like Pepper Grinders are what I'd love to play it. But like I told you guys a million times already, I gotta be realistic about this year. This I just can't play all these games. It's just not possible. But Pepper Grinder was one. If in an ideal world I had an infinite time to play games, that would have been one on my list as well. And then just a, a side note, Grounded and Pentiment were the two of the Xbox games that we talked about previously coming over to the Switch. And then uh, I think it's been released that Hi-Fi is gonna be over up on uh the PlayStation, and I don't know if their fourth one's been announced, but I know three of the four have all been out there. I think it was in Sea of Thieves, which everybody knew. Okay, yeah, we all knew that one was going to be one, but may, I, I missed that announcement. But I knew three of the four are out there. You all know now. We already suspected. So, cool beans. You know, We'll see how it all plays out for Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But if you missed any of those things, or if all the things we talked about didn't seem that exciting for you. There's even more in that Nintendo Direct, like all the classic Rare games that are coming. As soon as I saw Blast Core, I threw my hands in the air. Blast Core. Oh, my God, so good. But what about you out there in podcast listener land? You are the people who I was talking to just a minute ago. Let us know what you loved, what you didn't love, or if you just want to give us a question, comments, concerns, if you just want to say hi, hit us up. Email, thirdshiftme.gmail.com. Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook or thirdshift. Hit the Discord, the Patreon. Hit me up on the Twitch. Hey, no, I did a stream over the weekend. I forgot to mention that. With the new setup, with the new headset, 
I think it went pretty well. I didn't have any problems. It was great. Playing some Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, a one-shot, if you will. So check me out there, too. Check me out everywhere. Hit up, knock on the door of my house. We'll make a lot of noise. It'll be great. Do all that. Get all the noise out there. And while you're making all that noise, head on over to Patreon, folks. Throw in the jingle. Throw in the coins into the tip jar and make lots of noise and make us happy. We go, woohoo! Yay! We get a few bucks and boom, boom, bang. We pay the bills. We keep the lights on. We keep rolling with no issues at hand. And that's what we want. That's what we love. And we thank you all who have participated and done that in the past, present, and future. You all are simply the best. And if you can't do that, Guess what? There's other ways to do it. Five-star ratings on iTunes, five-star ratings on the Spotify. Go give mailbag questions. Give us some topics, things you want us to talk about. We're all ears, folks. Go on the Discord. Sign up in there. Start yapping, yapping, yapping. We'll talk to you over there. See what's going on. A lot of fun to be had. A lot of fun to be had, folks. Just get out in there and do it. Absolutely. And, of course, you can also listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping out around the 29th of February. What is this, some kind of a leap year? (laughs) But you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, just like we appreciate the five-star reviews. I've told you, gosh, how many, well, at least... 389 times how important that damn five-star is. So we need 389 five-star reviews, folks, all right? One for each episode. That's one a week. I don't think that's too much to ask. So as I always tell you, go hit your grandmas, go hit your mamas, go hit your sisters and your brothers and your sisters and your nephews and your nieces and your cousins and your aunts and your whatever the hell you got, okay? Go hit them up. Get on their phones, log in. Boom, boom, bang, bang. It's going to help us out. You're doing us a solid. You know what? And I'll fist bump you right in the air. Got that fist bump, baby. Bam. That's going to accelerate you into a great day. And if you don't do it, I hope you get a pinched nerve in your shoulder. Hope you have a miserable three, four days. Okay? Just saying. I'm just glad that you clarified hit them up to do this. Because I was ready to jump in and be like, don't hit, don't hit your grandma, don't hit your cousin, don't, don't hit, hit your grandma, mom, don't, don't hit your, hit your child, don't hit your dog. Hit them up with your voice, with, with kind words to get them to give us a five-star review. Exactly. But until that happens, until you have a pinch nerve or a hit grandma, there's nothing else to say but don't forget to say Sit down.